to Totalus Rankium. This week, Numerian. And welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalis Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob. Ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. And this is episode 48. Wow. It's Numerian. Numerian. Oh, yes. Been waiting for a while, haven't we? Oh, we have for him. <laughs> yes, we have. I've been on tenterhooks. Like you, I really recognise the name. So where's that yeah. from? Was there like a Numerian Empire or something at some point? Something like that? Or don't think so. <laughs> No, it's not his emperor. No. Empire, unless he does really well. Uh, he'll probably come back to me. Yeah, right. It's not this guy, I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're going to have a look at Numerian today, obviously. Okay. Uh, forewarning you, though. Bit okay. of a short one. Yeah. So we're also going to have a brief look at Shapur. Oh, yeah. And uh, just see what happened to him as well. But Crocodiles. Oh, is that your prediction? Yeah. Okay, we'll find out. Okay, Numerian. Born Marcus Aurelius Numerius Numerianus. <laughs> um, we have no idea why... Well, it says why he was born then. <laughs> when a man why? and a woman love each other very, very much, <laughs> they get certain urges. Yes. We don't know when he was born, though. Okay. Uh, but it was probably in the 250s or thereabouts. Okay. His brother, Carinus, was older than him. So we're starting with the younger brother today. Okay. His father was obviously Carus, who we did last week. Yeah, he did well, we think. Well, <laughs> something happened to him. Well, he did do well. He went into um, Persia. Yes. He sacked Tessaphon. Yeah. Uh, and then he died somehow. Maybe lightning. It was Maybe definitely lightning. It was definitely lightning. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to that today, because the plot thickens. But Ooh. jumping ahead, I'm jumping right. ahead. Right. So, like his father, we have very little on him, uh, but he may have been brought up in Rome, like his father, and uh, climbed up the political-slash-military ladder. Okay. In 282, his father was raised to the position of Praetorian Prefect. At some point, Numerian married the daughter of a man named Aper. Oh, you mentioned him last week. Oh, good memory. I'm impressed. Or he did the you guy... listen to the episode today? <laughs> well, no, yesterday. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I was washing up. Um, yeah, he, he had a knowing look with someone else, Diocles, didn't he? Yes, he did. And the theory is one of the suggested things that he, he stabbed or did something to poor Karis. Aper is definitely stuff. coming back into the story today. So here he is. He is the father-in-law of Numerian, not the son-in-law, which is what it said on Wikipedia. Ah, oh, that's your correction. Yes. Well done. I actually corrected Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Just to prove that I don't do all my research on Wikipedia. <laughs> I spotted when Wikipedia got it wrong. Wikipedia is very useful just to look at so you've got a rough guideline. Yeah. And then I look through all my books and pull out the detail. Yeah. So I was, I was shocked and appalled I was. Mm. I saw an error. It's all right now, though. Solved. All those nice. people checking who April was before. Must have been thousands a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they're no. Yeah. It's great. Father-in-law. You wait, we'll get a message this week. Actually, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Right, um, so, it's unlikely that Numerian was with his father when his father revolted against Probus, uh, but he could have been, Mm. because he was a fully grown man at this point. Right. But the fact he's a fully grown man made me think, oh, maybe not. Mm. Pure speculation, though. We've got no idea. So, Carus is now the Emperor. Numerian is now son of the Emperor. Yeah. Things are looking bright for him. 
Numerian's father-in-law, so Aper, was given the position of Praetorian Prefect. There is a chance that this is when the marriage occurred, to make sure that Praetorian Prefect didn't revolt, because he's now tied to the family. Do you think Aper did that politically? Uh, as in, he, he had a, maybe knew that Carus was going to be the emperor? That's why he married him? Possibly, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe he joined the family earlier, and it was a really close-knit thing, mm. and um, they were all plotting together. Maybe Carus just thought, here'd be a good Praetorian prefect, how can I make sure he doesn't revolt against me? Let's marry my son to his daughter. Yeah. Uh, who knows how it happened, but they got married, and Aper, as we mentioned, definitely comes back into the story, so mm-hmm. keep an eye on him. Numerian's brother, Carinus, was then declared as Augustus. Yes. So joint Augustus. Presumably, Numerian was told that he'd be promoted in due course. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a bit of a Domitian Titus thing there. Yes, isn't it? it is a little bit. So, as covered last week, with the West held by Carinus, Numerian went with his father and his father in law to the east and fought their way all the way to Tessaphon. Yeah. But then the storm happened. Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very, very frightening, yes. <laughs> According to us, and this is definitely true, lightning struck the Emperor's tent. Metal tent. Metal tent, yes. Whilst he's wearing chainmail. And saying lots of blasphemous stuff. Yes. Yes. So like, I will give up the empire when I'm hit by lights. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, so he died, unfortunately. However, let's not forget there are other versions. There is a chance here that Aper used the storm to kill Kairos. Yeah. Hoping he could control his son-in-law, Numerian. So maybe this was a Ooh. play for the throne from Aper. Do you think Aper tried to make it look really natural? So he went in with, like, a copper and iron nail in a lemon <laughs> with a couple of wires and just tried to electrocute him so that, like... I hope so. I great. hope that's what happened. Saying, your lord, hold this. Or, or maybe just a bath and a toaster. Oh, yes. Yeah. But you'd have to pound no plugs, you're in a tent. You'd have to that's put true. some kind of, like, lightning rod and wait for lightning to hit the rod. And that's you true. could power the toaster to drop into the bath to kill him. It all seems very elaborate. Or, or then after a while, just going, just go and stand next to that metal pole, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, something like that happens. Yeah. 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 There is also a possibility, although, again, pure speculation, that the head of the guard, Diocles, was also involved. But well, I'll come back to that later. But just remember, he's around as well. Diocles, okay. Either way... Karras is dead, and this is where Karras' backup plan comes into action. Two sons. Exactly. Dynasty. He's got two sons, and this works perfectly. Yes, the Emperor was dead, but there's a backup. In fact, there's two. (laughs) Carinus was able to continue as normal in Rome, so the whole thing doesn't fall apart. That's good. Yeah, really good. Numerian was able to take over the troops, stopping some ambitious general from taking over... Diocles. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine Numerian saying, oh, thank goodness I'm here, or why some ambitious general would try and take over. <laughs> Diocles just shuffling his feet. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Numerian, however, either realising that the Roman job was done, or because he had no taste for war, decided it was time to declare victory and go home. Yeah, they've taken it, why not? Why not? No peace talks needed, because possibly there were no Persians around to talk to. <laughs> Shout over the walls. <laughs> so there's a head on a spike. We could talk with... No. It doesn't mind. count, I don't think. Hi, Persians! <laughs> Do you want peace? Because <laughs> if you don't, we'll kill you some more. <laughs> I think they want peace. Should we go home? Yeah. yeah let's sneak away, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
So, on the way back to Antioch, Numerian's eyes start to bother him. Oh dear. <laughs> that's a shame, isn't it? Conjunctivitis. That's yeah, horrible. quite possibly. We're not really sure what exactly, but conjunctivitis is likely. But hey, he didn't complain. Or worms, yeah, there's eye worms in your Ooh. eye. Ooh. Nasty, maybe it was that. Eye worms. Yeah, let's say that, that's more interesting. He had worms in his eyes. <laughs> They passed through Emesa in 248, and news came through that his brother had made him consul with himself. So it's now Carinus and Numerian joint consuls. Yeah. This must have pleased Numerian up no end when the letter was read to him. Roger. So, they set off again, but unfortunately his eyes are still troubling him. They've turned into ice snakes now. Yes. Like a python in his... (laughs) His retina. He's st- <laughs> that chomping away his cones. Yes. <laughs> so he decides to travel in a closed litter. <clears throat> so, like the Popemobile. Yeah, a bit like the Popemobile, but completely closed and curtained off so no yeah. one can see him. The the sand can't get into his eyes, the wind doesn't get into his eyes. It's just snakes don't like sand. Exactly. So just to protect him. And he declared that if anyone wanted to see him, they must go through Aper. <laughs> so Aper was the only person who was allowed to see the Emperor. No one else. Well, that's a control there, isn't it? That's a little bit of control there, <laughs> yeah. So people would go up to April, say, oh, we need to deliver this message, and April would say, no, no, it's fine, I'll go in, I'll tell them. <laughs> and they go in, and they come back and say, oh, yeah, the Emperor said this. Is the Emperor already dead by this point? <laughs> in fact, the troops didn't see the Emperor, <laughs> even at the end of the day. It was really quite weird. They didn't even get out of the litter no. when they decamped. Oh. No. They... So this problem with his eyes, was it a sword? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, now that they thought about it, these soldiers, when, when was the last time you saw the Emperor? I don't know. Was it, was it in Antioch? It was quite a long time ago. It was two months ago. I will quote the story of Augusta. <laughs> but the soldiers continued for several days to ask after the Emperor's health, and Aper kept haranguing them, saying that he could not appear before them for reason that he must protect his weakened eyes from the wind and the sun. But at last, the stench revealed (laughs) the facts. Brilliant. (laughs) So, a certain odour started emanating from the litter. It's all very rotting meat around here. (laughs) Yeah. The curtain was thrown open. The decomposing body of the Emperor lay there. And that was Numerian. That's sad. (laughs) Really sad. But I'm not quite finished. Because one man stepped forward. His name was Diocles. He removed his sword and pointed directly at the Praetorian Prefect. Aper. Oh. It is he who contrived Numerian's death, he declared. (gasps) And ran Aper through. Oh. The soldiers cheered and wasted no time declaring Diocles their emperor. Oh. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, did you? Oh my, no, I didn't. No. And we'll stop there. Oh, wow. Sorry. That's, 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 that's good. where in the story we need to stop, but we will pick up, because Diocles has just been pronounced emperor, and believe me, we come back to Diocles. Oh, do we? Yeah, I wonder who he could be. No idea. <laughs> no, no idea. Um, but what we do have on our hands here is a good old-fashioned murder mystery. Yes. With two obvious suspects. But also two murders, potentially. So the order of things gets very convoluted. That's yeah, good point. Yeah. Was Diocles behind all of it? Well Did he set Aper up? Let's run through the options and then we'll choose one. Yes, okay. Option one. We need some like option music, because we do this a lot. Option one. 
We'll call this one a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Karis died by lightning. Just yeah. remember what we said last week. Yeah. Numerian was therefore elevated to the purple and guided by his father-in-law and protected by Diocles. Mm. Numerian then became ill on the way home and died. Yeah. Those worms in his eyes killed him. Apo, realising that if the troops found out, they would likely revolt and turn against him. Yeah. He'd... Tried to just keep it quiet for a while, desperately. <laughs> yeah. What you? Oh, you want to see him now? Oh, um, I'll just, just, I'll go and see what he says. No, 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 don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, but why do you always hold your breath before you go to the Emperor? It's like you're only asking him whether we can flatten the roads. Why do you come out retching so much? <laughs> <laughs> Looking green. <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, the troops did find out, and then Diocles, wrongly suspecting Aper of plotting to kill the Emperor, yeah. kills Aper. No one's to blame, or natural deaths, and an unfortunate misunderstanding at the end. Yeah. That's always true of Roman history. Yes. We could choose that as an option. We could, yeah. And to be fair, it has the lightning strike in, which is already canon in the Totalus Rankium history book. I suppose we could go back and rewrite things if we want to. No, we can't do that. How can we not? Okay. Right. Number two. We'll call this Aper the evil mastermind. Ooh. Chaos was killed by Aper during the storm. And he made it look like an accident. A really unfortunate lightning strike accident. See that? <laughs> so that's where the lemon came in. Yes, of course. Or the toaster. Yeah. Numerian then became the emperor. Trusting his father-in-law, Numerian frequently was alone with Aper. One day on the march home, Aper killed the Emperor in his litter, strangling him, maybe. Nice and quiet. And then announced... <laughs> thrash, thrash, bash, bash. What's going on, Jeff? Hello? <laughs> bash, bash, bash. Ah, oh, he's killing me! He's killing me! <laughs> I die! And Aper walks out slightly red. There was always there on Sarah. Aper... His eyes are really troubling him. <laughs> really badly. <laughs> I'll give him a little something for the pain. Yeah. Nice quiet day. <laughs> yeah. And then declares that everything must go through him. <laughs> However, the Emperor was discovered and Diocles killed Aper in the name of justice. This one was called Aper the Evil Mastermind, but also could be called Diocles the Wonderful Lovely Person. Loving kisses. Diocles the Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, option number three. Diocles, the evil mastermind. Ooh. Diocles killed Karas. Mm. And made it look like an accident. But still, a bit suspicious, isn't it? We all know who to blame if an emperor suddenly dies. Praetorian Prefect. And who's the Praetorian Prefect? Uh, Aper. Mutter, mutter, said the troops. Mm. Numerian then fell ill and asked not to be disturbed. All correspondence must go through Aper. Loyal Aper. Mm. Lovely Aper. Father-in-law Aper. Feeling sorry for his ailing emperor, complied. Of yeah. course. I'll take charge. You rest. Because I'm such a nice guy. Yeah. Diocles did nothing to stop the rumours that Aper had in fact killed the emperor. So he was going around whispering, When was the last time you actually saw Numerian? Mutter, mutter, mutter. One day, Diocles goes to investigate the rooms <laughs> yeah. and finds the Emperor alive and well, but not for long. <laughs> he cries out in horror that the Emperor had been dead for days and kills the astounded Aper there and then. Oh, I like that story. 
That's that's some evil cunning that's, right that's there. That's Agatha is, Christie style. That, that is, you've got to sit them down in a room somewhere and talk to them mm. at the end of the episode until one of them finally calmly admits it's them. Yeah. Yeah. Right, next. Apa and Diocles, the Coup Brothers. Mm. The two men plot together. In this version, it doesn't really matter how Chaos dies. One of them killed him. Or maybe it was even an accident. However, they then work out a pact, presumably where Aper becomes the Emperor and Diocles the Praetorian Prefect. Yeah. The two men kill Numerian, planning for the troops to declare for Aper. Mm. Yeah. But then, last minute, Diocles betrays Aper and kills him. Both in it together, but Diocles just turns on him right at the end. Ooh. And then our final option. Oh, there's more. Oh, yeah. Oh, the trouble with that one, though, is uh, why the whole illness thing? Why pretend that he was ill? Unless he genuinely did get ill, I suppose. There's... I get the impression he was. Oh, possibly. Maybe he was actually ill, then. Okay, our last one. Aper and Diocles, coup rivals. One of them killed Karos. Again, doesn't really matter who, but they both suspected each other. Hmm. Aper made a power play by killing the Emperor, hoping to gain support, but Diocles came out on top. Yeah. So it's just all a bit messy. They're both going for it. And Diocles wins. So we've got five options there. And to be honest, you could mix and match some of those up on top of that. That's true. There are so many different ways this could have gone down. But um, to sum up, everything was unfortunate natural. April was evil. Diocles was evil. They both plotted together. They both plotted separately. I like... The plotting together one. Only because that's more interesting to me. They're working together, doing a pact. Then right at the end, Dyke just says, no, it's Aper. He did it. And there's yeah. a look on Aper's face of, oh, hang on. Because <laughs> he can't admit he was, no, we're on it no. together. <laughs> if he did, though, he'd have killed them both. So you could get your revenge that way, but Possibly. I imagine he had the sword halfway through him by that point. So. Well, we'll go into a bit more details of exactly how the um, execution went down in a future episode. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I quite like all of them in a way. The yeah. unfortunate events would just be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, Just really unfortunate. It's probably the, the one that actually happened, though, as well. Possibly, History's yeah. probably more boring than we think it yeah. is. Yeah, um, Ape are planning it all. Uh, and then Diocles being the hero at the end, you will not be surprised to learn is the official version that Diocles pushes. Of course. Because that's the one where he comes out really well. I was going to say, that's the propaganda one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I'm not really convinced on that one. Diocles being the evil mastermind is my favourite, but mm. it's, like you say, it's Agatha Christie levels of cunning, that is. Yeah. So I'm not convinced that's real. So I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I think they were in it together, and Diocles turned on him at the end. I think that the... the the element of the unfortunate events is very realistic, but also the ape versus Diocles as well. Like just a big messy scramble for power. Yeah. I could imagine that as well, but I, I'm leaning towards four. Four coup in arms, yeah. brothers. Yeah. And then betrayal at the end. It's brilliant. Right, well, there you go. That is officially now what happened. Yeah. Ask any history professor. They will get the email tonight. Yeah, because yeah. also in that, it's, it fits the lightning theory, so it's in canon. Of course, story. yeah. So we're saying, Karis hit by lightning. Yeah. The two then had a meeting. What do we do from here? One Let's get rid of Numerian. Yeah. You be emperor, I'll be your Praetorian prefect, said Diocles, but then betrayed yeah. him at the end. Perfect. Excellent. Right, well, there we go. Sweet. Numerian, a perfect example of someone's death 
being far more interesting than their <laughs> life because now we need to rate him oh. and there isn't a what happened when you died round so I'm not convinced he's going to do too well he's not going to do well is he Fightius Maximus zero his entire reign <laughs> was in a litter complaining about his eyes do you think eye worms that turn into eye snakes so. yeah well, it was quite serious it was I wouldn't like that yeah, nothing. Approvium crazium. Okay, bad crazy, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just nothing on him. <laughs> okay. Good saying. I do have a quote. Numerian, the son of Carus, was of excellent character and truly worthy to rule. Okay. So that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. That's more successy though, so zero. Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing at all. Successes ultimus. Well, apparently, he was a very successful poet. Okay. In verse, furthermore, he is said to have had such skill that he surpassed all the poets of his time. He also is favourably compared to Cicero with his oratory skills. Roses are red, violets are blue, you have a bath, I'll have a... P- yeah. <laughs> I think it was just like that, yeah. yeah. So, um... Uh, didn't do anything for the Empire, though. That's why I see success. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, zero. It's He's not zero, doing well, is he? That's what happens when you spend your entire reign in a litter complaining about your eyes. <laughs> okay. Image of You want some more big but weeping eyes. <laughs> Worms coming out the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> in a dark room or with litter. An, with a knife at the side. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Here's what he looked like. He does. <laughs> his eyes do look a bit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> His eyes have actually been chiselled in slightly, which is... Uh... That shows the pupils, though, so you have that appearance of depth when you look at it from certain angles. Yes, there is a reason for it, but with no paint yeah. after that story, it does look like someone's gone for his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's where the snakes came out. Yeah. Um, he's got quite a nice beard. He's quite yeah. short, but short, full. Short-cropped military beard. Yeah. Looks a bit Hadrian-y, I guess. Yeah, he does a bit. It's reminding me of that. It's it's all right. He looks like the Georgian kings. The eyes, sort of like it looks quite almost like nah. <laughs> a bit sad. Not quite sad. Just kind <laughs> of like I don't mad. care. Like an uncaring sort of nah. I'm yeah. better than you. It's almost like a, a George the Fourth kind of look about him. Oh, okay. It's Regent. Don't you think? Fair enough. Yeah, I can see that. Gazing off into the sky. I, I think he's very middle of the road. I'm only going to go yeah, for five. I'd, I'd agree with that. he got a coin as well. Oh, he has got a coin. Sorry, let me move over to the coin. Crowns are in fashion at the moment, aren't they? They are, yes. Sun rays coming out of his face. Is that a shield? Or is that part of his armour? Yeah, I think he's holding, well. yeah, he's holding a sword and a shield to Dropped show work. that he was very fighty, but he wasn't, so... That's why there's time to make coins. Well, actually, we did skip past Phytius Maximus very quickly. Now I stop to think about it. He was involved in the sack of Tersiphon. Should we give him a point just for being there? Okay, but only one. Just one between us, okay. Right. So that's one point Phytius Maximus for being at the sack of Tersiphon. Yeah, I agree with five. I'm going to five for looks as well. Yeah, okay. So that's 2.5 for Imagofacius. Hmm. Temple completed. How long do you think he lasted? See, in my head, I'm thinking like a week. <laughs> it was probably more, I'm guessing, a few months. Three months? You will be amazed. Nearly a year and a half. No way! It was a slow journey back. No way in hell. As long, uh, if we've got our um, dates right, and it is hard to tell in this time period, but it would appear he spent a bit of time in Persia still, like, just cleaning stuff up. 
then took a bit of time going back towards Antioch and then Emesa. He stayed in Emesa for a while and then he started journeying back to Rome and that's when they got him. I, I, I believe that those that point five, those six months when he was dead in his, in his well winter. yes that is a good point a rotting court. <laughs> yeah there's probably a long time where he wasn't actually alive um but it's definitely 283 to 284 he was ruling no, no way <laughs> so if you put that through the spreadsheet that's a score of 0 0.18 <laughs> which gives him a total it does it does oh dear it's not a good total no it's 3.68 that's not great, is it? I mean, Karras had 16.38. Yeah, I'm not going to say that like I could do better, because it's really hard to say, but I could do better than that. Surely. You have to learn Latin. Oh, no, that's a good point. <laughs> that puts him... He's our fourth worst emperor. Oh, really? Who's... Oh, yeah. He is <laughs> slightly better than Balbinus, but slightly worse than Gordian One. Oh, Dale. <laughs> the old man who hung himself in the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind, you man. Mm. But, tell you what, we've got a serious conversation to have, though. We do. We do, because we're going to talk about Sharpaw soon. But before <laughs> that, let's do Gene César. Do they have a certain Gene César? So that's a no? Um, yeah, I mean... You might be thinking, but Rob, you said that's the last of our rubbish don't-do-anything emperors for a while, a couple of episodes ago. Mm. I didn't count Numerium, because at least he's got an interesting story. The that's way true. he died is interesting. He's got a dad who died from a, a lightning bolt, yeah. <laughs> and no one saw Numerium because he was hidden away in a litter for most of his rule. Going green. Yeah, so at least there's an interesting story there. Yeah. But he is up there with those rubbish ones that don't do anything. So we'll I don't have think... A, we'll have to have a ceremony for those. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Maybe before the whole knockout rounds start in the Colosseum, there could be a parade <laughs> like at the start of the Olympics, and we'll just get all the ones that scored below 10 to run away from lions in the Colosseum. Yes. Yeah, we'll just do that. <laughs> right. Um, Mr. Stabby. Yeah. Out of retirement. One last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a no from me. Is it a no from you? Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Right. Let's move on to Sharpaw then, mm. shall we? Yeah. Do you want to uh, say his name? Sorry, do you want to get the guy from the wardrobe to say his name? Yeah, we'll let him off his leash. Come here, come here, boy. Come on, come on. Sharpaw! Okay, so let's do a kind of mini-review of Sharpaw, shall we? It's not official. We won't, like, really do it properly, but... Yeah, we can... Let's see how he would have ranked against some of the Roman emperors. You've got, like, a full-on... No, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, I've a got picture some, and a picture. Yeah, we're mm. we're gonna we're gonna because let's face it, he's the biggest bad guy we've had. Yeah, he's like Doctor No, isn't he? He is. So let's let's dig into him a little bit. We have already dug into him slightly. Um, so let's do a quick recap. He was the second king of kings of the Sassanid Persian Empire. Yes. Remember that when I say Persians, most people, in fact, everyone calls them the Sassanids. Okay. Uh, so if you come across them anywhere else, they'd be known as the Sassanids. Okay. But that's to differentiate them from the earlier Persian Empire. But I just think Persians are cool, so I call them the Persian Empire. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, his father, Ardashir, if you remember him, yes. created the empire. Yeah. And together they went evading. Evading? I've tried to say evading, but with invading, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> they went a-invading. No, it doesn't work. They went invading. 
Yeah. Charport accompanied his father on campaign and was well placed to take over. But together they took Hatra, if you remember, in 240. Yes, I do. With Big a remember. song. Oh, with his guitar, yes. yes. And the woman, yes. <laughs> Just remember. <laughs> yes. In 241, Ardashir died. This led to a small revolt, but Sharpor was easily able to put them down. In 242, he was officially king of kings. Oh. Sharpor then defeated Gordian III in battle. Now, I'm taking the Persian source for what happened this time, because yeah. we're now looking at the Persian Empire, so I'm going to side with the Persian source yeah, here. Okay. Yeah, so, according to that source, Gordian III died in battle. This wasn't elsewhere. So, well done, Shapur. You've just defeated a Roman emperor. Yeah, well done. Philip then came along and paid the Persians a huge sum of money to go away. (laughs) So that is victory number two for Shapur. He has defeated two Roman emperors so far. Oh, he took payment. It was seen by the Persians that he won there. Because we're so formidable, they have to pay us to go away. Exactly. Ah. In 250, Shapur, making sure not to openly violate the deal with the Romans... If you remember, the, the deal was, we'll give you money, you leave us and Armenia alone. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So to make sure he didn't violate that deal, he just assassinated the Armenian king. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he's not allowed to go and invade, so he just went and did some intrigue and assassinated someone and just like tried to economically control them. So the king was assassinated, but the royal family of Armenia fled. Yeah. They fled into Roman land. Sharpur claimed that by taking in the fleeing Armenians, the Romans had in fact violated the deal, not him. So then he was able to Ooh. fully go into Armenia, take yeah. Armenia over, and I will quote from a Persian source here, the Roman Caesar lied and did wrong over Armenia. Naughty Romans. Bad Romans. The fragile peace fell apart. So, Sharpur went invading again into Roman territory, he defeated a huge number of Romans, However, mm. unrest in the northern parts of the Persian Empire caused Shapur to abandon this campaign. So he had to go and deal with, with all the unrest for a while. So we're way, yeah. way east here. We're past the Caspian Sea. Northern Iran into um, Afghanistan kind of area. Yeah, okay. Places we've certainly never covered before. No. But for Shapur, that was his northern territory. So he went off to sort that out. But he was soon back. He took Armenia. And again, he raided the Syrian provinces. And this time, he got to the walls of Antioch, defeating the Romans all the way. Mm. It wasn't long after, he invaded again. And this time, took Antioch in 253. So he's taken it twice? He got to the walls once, and then he took it the second time. We think. It's not certain. Yeah, okay. But we think, due to coin disruption. No. (laughs) I think that's what happened. Sharpur, not wanting to test the might of the full Roman Empire just yet, retreated from Valerian. And gave up Antioch. Yeah. But then they took many towns and cities, including Jura Europa, if you remember. Yeah. That's the one where they were gassing underneath the, the walls. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and they tried to take the tower down, but it just slumped. <laughs> yeah. That's... Skirmishes took place for several years until the next major battle took place. Sharpur mm. defeated the Romans and took the Emperor Valerian. In battle, mm. according to Persian sources, not through horrible trickery, yeah. according to Romans. Not at all. Yeah. No one had ever managed this before, capturing the Roman Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Rome was proven to be weak. The Persians oh, yeah. were proven to be strong. All good for Shahpur. He was then poised to take the region from the Romans. Everything was going perfectly. Mm. He was about to take the east, and from there, who knows? Because the Roman Empire was falling apart, he might have even got all the way to Rome. It's not unbelievable that that could have happened. Unlikely, but not unbelievable. But what that 
coming over the hill. Is it a monster? No, it's Odinothus. Oh yes, of yes. course. Fine. He came storming out of the desert, took Shapur by surprise. Shapur had to suddenly retreat hastily. This was a huge blow for him, and he spent a while recovering. Do you know, do you know whenever you mention Odinothus and him attacking Shapur, I always think of him coming over the hill going, Why I order? <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Don't know why. Probably because he was already annoyed. Or a really aggressive Londoner. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, he was unable to wage war against the Romans or the Palmarines, whilst the Romans and the Palmarines were fighting with each other. Yeah. Persians were knocked out of it by this stage. Shapur was getting on by this point. He was in his late 50s, which for the time is fairly old. Mm. And it appears he died of an illness. Oh. Just as the, he started to taste the bitter, bitter taste of defeat. Oh. Yes. So let's just quickly catch up to where we are in the narrative now. Yeah. So he had two sons, Hormids and Varam, or Baram. Mm. Uh, it's spelled two different ways depending on which historian you're reading. Okay. So we get to choose, do we want Varam or Baram? Baram sounds cooler. Let's go for Baram then. Hormids, <laughs> spelled H-O-R-M-I-Z-D. I apologise to all the Persians <laughs> butchering that name there. <laughs> My large Persian listener base. Yeah, um, so yeah. Thank he, you, he took the crown, but lasted just over a year. He didn't last very long. His brother Baram took over and lasted just three years before dying of a disease. It was during this that Aurelian had taken back the empire. So mm. there's just petty infighting going on after Shapur's death between his sons. Yeah. Anyway. Baran dies, and then Baran the second takes over. Oh, right. Yeah. Son? His son, yes. He was said to be a, a little bit of a tyrant at first, perhaps, <laughs> because his hold on the throne was so shaky to begin with. So he, he had to rule himself. Yeah, had to rule with an iron <clears throat> fist to begin with. He was busy fighting a civil war against his cousin when Karas arrived. Huh. It was right on the other end of the empire. The Persian Empire was big. Yeah. Karas arrives. He's got a choice. Does he turn back and defend the capital? Which mm. is the capital in the same way Rome is the capital at the moment. Yes, it's the capital, but ha it's been a while since anything important actually has happened in Rome. You can relocate. Yeah. So it's a symbol rather than the actual capital, Tassifon. So he can rush back and defend Tassifon, but he'd probably lose the civil war. Or he can fight the civil war against his cousin and let Tessaphon burn. You'd do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, so he lets Tessaphon burn. So this is why the oh, Romans okay. managed to get in so quickly and so easily. Oh, I feel bad for giving um, so many points to, uh, was it, uh, for Karras then. Ah, but we don't know how much it was an easy walk in the park. Just because mm. Baran wasn't there doesn't so I mean it, it was really easy. Because if it's like their spiritual home, they're going to defend it like hell. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. I think we gave middling marks as well, so I think yeah, that was okay. fairly fair. Right. right, so he let the capital be sacked. He could rebuild it later. And also, his brother is about to usurp as well, so he's got okay. a lot on his plate. Right. Uh, but that takes us up to the present day in the East. So let's just do a quick Warankium of Shapur. Right. us. He captured Valerian. Mm -hmm. He killed Gordian. Mm -hmm. He took Antioch. <laughs> he won two wars against the Romans, but he lost to Odinophis. Yeah, it's going to score highly for fighting like eight or nine. Yeah. See, he basically beat the Roman Empire. Mm. A couple of times. Not mm. huge, like he didn't get to Rome or anything, so no. I'm certainly not giving him ten. He lost to Odin office. So I think I'm going to knock two off. 
Yeah, I'll he go wasn't for eight. perfect. I think I'm going to go for eight as well. So that's sixteen we would have given him for Fighters Maximus if we were doing this properly. Okay, Probium Crasium. Might be surprised to learn, due to all the propaganda from the Roman side, is actually he seems a very sane and sensible person from oh. what I could tell. He was harsh, yes. Mm. He was strict, yes. But he wasn't crazy, as far as we can tell. There's nothing. Mm associated with him that was just a bit too far. Roman taxidermy. <laughs> well, there was that. So, yeah, he, he stuffed Valerian, possibly, but let's face it, that probably is propaganda. But also so. probably used the army to help build some aqueducts and things. Yeah, exactly. He was quite sensible. So, um, mm. I'll give him one for being quite strict and harsh. I'll give him nothing. Okay, so that's one we would have given him for crazy. Successus. He is the most successful Persian... Okay, he's the second one slash Parthian, so now yeah. we're going further back, that we have covered so far. He built on his father's expansion, he kept back the Romans. He took the fight to the Romans. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't just defending back, it was actually going in and yeah. taking stuff. This is very successful. Yeah. For a while, yeah. Yeah, if he, if he didn't get knocked back by office at the end, I'd have given him full, but I'm, I think I'm going to give him nine. I'm going to match that, 18. Yeah, image of what image of him do you have? Well, I've seen the picture a few times, so it's sort of ah oh, okay. We'll just describe the picture. Then. Mm. He's got amazing hair gel to keep his hair like that. His hair's almost at ninety degree angle from his neck. Um, <laughs> Might be slightly stylistic, but uh... perhaps a massive tash and a beard, kind of roby, not rose, more sort of cloth that's been wrapped yeah and tied with yeah. two straps with clear a lot of ornaments and perhaps weapons like grenades maybe yeah they do it looks like he's got a weapon belt with grenades and a massive on, crown is... i would say it's six stylistically that looks like medieval that looks not of the time yeah i love his hair his hair is just just so big and crazy mm. and he's got a crown but all his hair sits in his crown as well yeah i'm impressed i like it i do but i, I that, that's not accurate though it can't be because that looks like medieval after hundreds and or a thousand years after the event, you know. Uh, this is based on carvings from the time. It's a very different style we're used to because this is not a Roman style. But it looks it looks European. It's like the Europeans really in the Middle Ages. That's how they thought he would have looked like. I, I like it though. I'm gonna. I do like eight. it. It's, it's good. A good impression. I'll I'll give seven then. Oh, well, that's just awkward. How do you divide that by four? I'll give it eight as well. <laughs> okay. <so> Sixteen. That's, <laughs> that's four then. Okay. And how long did he last? Long. 30 years. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, which is still 10 years off Augustus. Mm. So it's not amazing, but 30 is fairly high. So that would have given him a Tempo Completo score. Or at least it would have if this was real. 16. That would have given him a score of 42.75. Oh, wow. That would have put him sixth on our list. Wow. That is very impressive, Sharp. Mm. Well done. And would we give him... No, it's not Gene Cesar. Gene Chapeau. Gene Chapeau. I, I decided maybe would we call him the King of Kings of Kings? <laughs> and I, 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 I'd be tempted to say yes. I think he definitely think so, deserves yeah. that equivalent of a he, Gene He lives Cesar. up to the, the yeah. mythos that's been created. Yeah. And let's not forget, <clears> he sang that song on the wall to entice people in. That's true. Or, or someone out. So, yeah. yeah. So, well done, Chapeau. You're the emperor you Rome never devil. got to have, yeah. at least not for a while. Okay, right, well that's this episode, which wasn't about Sharpor, it was about Numerian Honest. Um, and now, because released at the same time, we're going to do his brother, Carinus. Mm. 
and we'll see how he goes. So stay okay. tuned for that. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, please go and visit our WordPress site. Go and visit Twitter and Facebook. Leave us a comment and a review if you can, because that would be fantastically useful. Mm. And if you are interested in Roman history, you can find the Roman Byzantine History Group on Facebook, which is quite good. So, until next time. You've been sharp ord. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Paper, I need to see the Emperor. Uh, okay, let me let me go and check and put my head in. <gasps> I'm I'm sorry, he's a bit busy. He's getting his nose flossed, so he can't see you right now. Ah, Aper, need to see the Emperor, old boy. Okay, um, let me go and see. <gasps> um, I'm afraid he can't see you. He's having his ears de-waxed. Aper, I'm I'm sorry, the Emperor's very busy. He's um he, he's getting his tear ducts re re. Decorated. Paper, I just need to... He's having his arm reattached. He's having his beard dyed. He's getting cheek implants. Oh no, he's swapping his toenails over. He lost his pet parakeet, I'm afraid, so uh, he's not here right now. His his chair's being remoulded. Sorry, Khan, he's a bit dead. Uh, uh, death. Death at the moment. Death. Yes. Numerian, the son of Carus, was of excellent character and truly worthy to rule... Oh no, it should be a full stop. <laughs> it might be completely and guilty of nothing more. <laughs> <laughs>